It starts with a woman. Eliza is a very fancy producer, WNYC, but before that, she was something else. She was just a girl who wanted a boyfriend. Um, so Mario and I were, were classmates. He was the new guy in school um, at, at my high school, and I was a very small high school, um, which meant that your opportunities for like who you're going to date are very, very limited. And yeah. so he came in and I was like, new fish <laughs> in the pool. Like It was very exciting. <laughs> Um, and he was also like a great guy. So, and that was part of what was miraculous. I was like, oh my God, this isn't like the douchebags anymore. Like I could mm, bring this guy yeah. home. He's nice. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. not, doesn't do drugs. Like it's great. <laughs> and, He's not committing crimes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he hasn't been arrested. He hadn't actually. He's not even a felon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were all of like 16 and he still wasn't a felon. It was amazing. <laughs> right, right, right. So Eliza does what any normal human being would do. She brings him home. I was very excited about this thing. We've been dating for a couple of weeks, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to bring him home to meet my parents. I'm very close to my parents. Everybody loves my parents. They're very chill. Don't worry about it. Um, we actually, he'll tell you this. I, I'd forgotten about this. But I was his first girlfriend, which I, I think I knew at the time. So this was like a moment for him. Yeah. It takes a tenth of a second, a hundred milliseconds, for your unconscious to code a first impression. That's faster than it takes light to travel the Earth's equator. A tenth of a second to judge whether or not this person is going to light your daughter on fire, uh, become part of the family, or become a part of the family, and then light your daughter on fire. And for Mario, the boyfriend, this is a mission critical moment. So this was like a bigger deal to him, I think, than it was to me. So I bring him home, um, and as we come in the door, like, oh, my parents are walking downstairs. They're taking out the dog to go um, for a walk. And I'm like, good, this is, you know, casual. This isn't like my parents are not in suits. They wouldn't be their artists, but they aren't mm -hmm. like, you know, really stuffy. They're just like, oh, hi. And we, we can get a moment to settle in. It'll be great. They're like, very nice. And then... In case you're wondering, something is about to happen. And what happens next makes Eliza's parents like Mario even more. Houston, we have a podcast. I'm your host, Monish, and welcome to Moonwalk, the show on how to moonwalk your life. You spritz on your favorite Walmart brand cologne, and then you lean against the sink, and then, oh my God, uh, there's water all over your off-color khakis, and so you put on your other carefully chosen off-color khakis, and you brush your teeth seven times. Because if you meet your girlfriend's parents or you interview for that job that helps you save endangered koalas, you want them to like you. And it might feel that if they don't like you, the entire foundation of your life is going to topple over like a dropped cake on Cake Wars. But there's a secret. And today, we're going to talk about that secret and about the hidden side of your first impression. You'll meet the ex-boyfriend. When I was frozen in those moments, I definitely wanted to, like, just run away. And you'll meet a sailor. And I'm like, once again, I'm not violent, but, like, you know how you just, you get these images in your head, like, like, I would kill him! I, like, there's no way I would do anything like that, ever. But to really uncover the hidden side of your first impression that's locked behind the door of your unconscious, I need to take you back to Eliza. As we come in the door, like, oh, my parents are walking downstairs, they're taking out the dog to go um, for a walk, and I'm like, good, this is, you know, 
casual. This isn't like my parents are not in suits. They wouldn't be their artists, but they aren't mm-hmm. like, you know, really stuffy. They're just like, oh, hi. And we, we can get a moment to settle in. It'll be great. And they were like, very nice. And then. This is the thing that happens that makes Eliza's parents like Mario even more. My dog falls to the floor and starts, look, it looks like a seizure. We found out it was a heart attack, but it looks like a seizure. Like she okay. just starts to freak the fuck out. Like she's, yeah. I, can we swear on this podcast? I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. good. I, well, she freaks the fuck out. And <laughs> then, and so everyone freezes. Like there's just, yeah. and I think that's like the first impression moment where it's like, and it's also a very honest first impression moment because there's the one where you smile and you look perfect and you're like, I'm yeah. the parents. Boy. Like, I've done this so many times. But never before has there been the moment where it's like, and then the dog dies and it's like, touch <laughs> oh the chase. God. How yeah. are you going to manage this? And everyone did things I did not expect. My, my mom is a nurse and she's incredibly good in crises. And mm. she was not. She freaked out. She started screaming, she's dying. She's yeah. dead. She's dead dying and like crying and like falling on the floor next to my dog who's still like shaking <laughs> just shaking so i'm running around trying to find like i don't even know the pet hospital name like the emergency pet thing and like yeah. then my dog like and it was fine my dog got up it turned out she mm-hmm. had two heart attacks or maybe just one and everything was fine and my mom sort of like laughed it off there and was like oh i'm so sorry about that mario and yeah. it's like yeah. sitting in my bedroom like i think i'm gonna go home i'll see you later <laughs> so uh parents meet mario mario meets parents time elapses and then boom my dog falls to the floor and starts look it looks like a seizure but wait hold on i said that mario had a good first impression on eliza's parents if a dog has a seizure, on what planet does it make you have a good first impression? Here's the thing, the dog having a seizure was not some great experience for Mario, nor was it helping him signal the right traits to Eliza's parents. To back up, uh, signaling theory is an idea in evolutionary biology that says you probably want to signal positive traits about yourself to other people. So Mario probably wanted to signal that he wasn't a complete sociopath or that he also doesn't want to kill dogs to Eliza's parents. But the dog probably wasn't helping Mario signal the right traits. You looked like your hair was standing on end. You were so like, oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure my mouth was like a gape in horror <laughs> and my eyes were wide. Yeah, yeah. Had you seen a dog die before? That was the first time he ever saw a dog in the first place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what was going on at all. <laughs> he was completely blown away by this little animal with four legs. <laughs> Though there is backstory. Mario, didn't you get bitten by a dog when you were a kid? And so you, like, Jesus Christ, dogs. Mario. Get it together. <laughs> what? Yeah, I got my face mangled when I was three years old by, by a dog. Um, that was an interesting experience. But I, I still love dogs, so that didn't... No, you don't, you fucking liar. You don't still Every love dogs. Every second her family was freaking out, he was like, eh, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, it's payback. It's karma. Yeah. Dogs are attacking Mario. They're dying in front of Mario. They're having seizures in front of Mario. Dude, Mario, Mar- you're clearly the problem. Yeah, obviously. There's got to be something going on, yeah. You're like the seventh horseman of the apocalypse. Like, all of our dogs start dying. <laughs> dogs. <laughs> For adorable dogs. Dude, there's just dogs collapsing left and right when he's in the sky. <laughs> there's just animals just dying everywhere. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when I when I was frozen in those moments, I definitely wanted to like just run away. I was like, I think this, <laughs> this is probably a good time for me to leave. I don't think I should be around for this. You did ask me that. You're like, should I leave? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> Mario just Mario just jumps out the window. <laughs> Probably would have made that uh, see ya. a whole lot more awkward. Yeah, definitely. It just disappeared. Um, I think I heard my mom calling, so I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah. got some other dogs doing like seizures. <laughs> so when it comes to having a dog who has a seizure and Mario making a first impression, what does Mario think of all this? All, all first impressions are all just a matter of perspective and, and end up being what you make of it in your head because moving from that, moving on from that experience, I mean, like immediately afterwards, like. Uh, Eliza's parents like were like apologetic about it and like totally didn't seem didn't relate me didn't relate meeting me for the first time to their dog having a seizure in any way which is what I was worried about mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and and ultimately like you know um, it, it just didn't it didn't end up mattering. But shouldn't his first impression matter? I mean, the research is pretty clear. Once you make a first impression, it's likely to stick. So. Once a dog has a seizure and the whole evening is screwed, after that bad event, how did Mario not only leave a good first impression, but how did he have a good first impression of Eliza's parents who were freaking out? This brings me to something else that happened. It was bad, yet, weirdly, something good came out of it. His name is Sam, and Sam is a sailor, and like most sailors, Sam has a sexual attraction to boats. So, I've yeah. always loved sailboats, man, and I've always thought, like, I've always been talked out of it, like, I oh, don't get a boat, it's a, you know, it's a money hole, or you'll lose all your money, yada yada. And I'm like, fuck it, dude, I'm with, sorry, uh, screw it, I'm with my dad. You can, you and, can swear uh, all you I can totally swear. I can totally swear, I fuck, yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck. Right. <laughs> the important thing you need to know about Sam, and you need to know this for everything to click in, is you need to know that Sam is a liberal and he probably wouldn't get along with a Republican that has really harsh views, but he's met a lot of them before and they weren't exactly his cup of tea or his croissant or his ham sandwich or grilled cheese or cheeseburger. But like I was, our political viewpoints could not have been more, more, you know, polarized or whatever the word is. Um, And, uh, and so I think based on that, like to me, like because of his harsh views on things, it was hard for me to, I, I, I didn't, I, it was hard for me to accept him as like a, 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 a kind person in my mind because of how aggressive he was in his viewpoints. What Sam's talking about is something we all go through. It's in group favoritism, right? So if you're part of my group, if you're not a part of the other, if you're part of my team, my tribe, let me give you a high five. If you're not, you're basically a wildebeest. I'm going to stab you in the face. For Sam, he met a Republican. Sam doesn't generally get along with Republicans. But then something happened. It starts with a boat. So I look up boats on Craigslist, and the first one I find is a Pearson 26-foot sailboat. I spent a thousand bucks on it, which is a steal, right? Working sails, working engine. Um, um, great boat. I mean, dings and like tears and it's, 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 it's an ugly thing, but it's fully functional. It's a great sailing boat. So let's fast forward two weeks. And he's sailing to Sandy Hook. Now, Sam is a sailor, so he has a sexual attraction to boats, but Sam loves this boat because this boat is his home. And that's when something weird happens. 
uh, this one night I come back and I'd been I'd been there a few days and this one night I come back and my dinghy is not there. Now a dinghy is a small boat. So when Sam says dinghy, he's talking about a small boat that you can attach to your bigger boat. But and here's the important but Sam needs this smaller boat to get to his bigger boat, which is parked in deeper water. And this time I just I spend the longest time looking for it. But then he finds his missing boat. It's not good. And it's completely cracked in half. Well, not in half, like it's one piece, but there's this huge gash um, down the center of the boat. And there's like where there was a bench to for the person that rose to sit was completely like destroyed beyond like the boat. Dude, 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 wait. Who, who are yeah, these kids? Well, that's who are thing, these man? monsters? <laughs> yeah. And that's that's what they are. They're monsters. Like, I mean, right away, it doesn't take long. <laughs> Vile creatures. They're demons, basically. They're, They're demons. <laughs> and these kids, like, I was like, you know, dude, I did I did messed up stuff as a kid. Like, I I remember I, the, the thing I hated the most was once I drove by, I thought it was really cool doing this. I had just got my license. And I, I threw, like, a dime at a homeless person. Like, <laughs> and I felt so bad. What? I know. I know. Oh, my like, like, I thought, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, are you about to change? Or, like, I've never, before that, I've never been, like, I feel like I'm an, a genuinely a kind person. And ever since, I've never done something, like, that mean or anywhere close to that. But that was, like, the most soulless, like, the most horrible thing I think I've done. Like, it was just, like, I'm sure he didn't care. He's just like, well, that's, you know, he thought of me the way I thought of those punks. But what was the point of that? Like, I got, like, a good laugh yeah. with my friends, and it was at his expense, and that's just not funny. So, Sam has basically... No money for a hotel. And with no dinghy, he has no way to go back to a sailboat. And that's where his bet is. But uh, in the end, um, to make a long story short, I spent the night... I spent the night on the street. And uh, I, I found, like, this garage. this like, public parking lot. And I went inside and I, I slept in the, in the stairway. And it was still freezing, man. Like, it was below freezing that night. And I'm sure I maybe got a, a couple degrees warmer in that in that... Stair staircase or staircase shaft, whatever you call it. And next to having no idea how to fix a fiberglass dinghy, that might have been the end. But then, that's when they came. And uh, these these three old folks come over. These three old hoagies come over, and uh, <laughs> no, is that messed up? Like three older guys. Three oh, hoagies older... is a ten out of ten word. Okay, <laughs> keep using three, it. These three older guys, and I, I mean, no, I mean, you know. They uh they they come over and they're like, dude, what are you doing with that decal tape? Like, what are you? <laughs> these geezers. Yeah, these geezers. <laughs> the oldest oh, people God. you've ever seen. I'm describing these they're people that I owe my life. They're my thousands life to. of years old. These hoagies. So uh, basically, the old guys get another old guy to help them out. And the thing about the old guy that they get is that this old guy to Sam is pretty special. He says, you know, I'm gonna help you fix this boat. And uh, I'm going to take you home. You can nap. And then this evening, my wife and I are going to cook you dinner. We're going to have some guests over, whatever. And then uh, you can spend the night in the guest room. And I'm just there, like, jaw-dropped. Like, this guy, what? Like, this guy is, like, the angel from from heaven. Like, these guys just, like, yeah. gave me the shittiest night of my life. And I, I was yet to find out. But, like, the bed was the most comfortable thing. I mean, it was the most yeah. comfortable thing, not only relative to a staircase, but it was also the most comfortable thing, period. It was just, like, the most comfortable bed I've ever slept in. And uh, the old man gave Sam a place to stay, gave him food, helped him fix his boat and basically saved him to Sam. His first impression of that old man was that that old man 
was a god. And the crazy thing is, is even after the fact, like I definitely thanked him. I brought him, I was broke, man. I brought him a bunch of chocolate and like a card. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I felt kind of bad. Like Roses. It, like, yeah, and roses. Valentine's Day gift. Both, yeah. <laughs> a teddy bear. Kisses and hugs. And, no, and an engagement like, ring. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam, as thankful as he is, uh, doesn't even know his name. I, I don't even remember his name, which is yet a... You know, like he did all these things for me and I got him like a shitty present. I don't, I don't remember his name. He's just, he's just hoagie I'm a to horrible you. That's, person. That's, 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 oh my God. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> but so, oh man, like, um, um, I'm totally, um, I, I appreciate him so much. Maybe, maybe now like seven years too late or six years too late. I should, I should contact the guy and be like, you know, you, well, what you did for me back in the day. I, I really, I owe you one and like send him some, some better gift. But anyway, um, common sense says if something bad happens you'll likely have a bad first impression i mean for sam if someone's an aggressive republican he's probably not gonna think highly of you if your dog has a seizure no one in that situation is gonna be better off right but that's not what happened because the old man the old man that saved sam's life that man was the republican in terms of first impressions, I mean, I think it was, it wasn't just a matter of how I, you know, if I'd met this guy in, in, in any other circumstance, I think it would have been very different. He was very right wing conservative, like from his mm. house, he had this huge American flag and, and he was very like, politics didn't really come up, but some things came out that I was like, I didn't agree with. But the, the last thing I was going to do was disagree with this guy. In those circumstances, he was he was a god, man. He was just the best. And in contrast, those the, the the assholes that did what they did to my boat were just the lowest of the low. And I, I'm not a violent person, but I just dreamt of like you know I was just like man, I'd love to find these little punks and <laughs> like I was just like I was picturing like <laughs> I just dreamt of murder. <laughs> I told my dad this, and he was like Sam, you got to be careful because I really was like for these punks, I swear. Like I I kind of pictured them as smaller guys that I could take on like beat him up he's like just Dude, take on likely, like, i could crush oh, their bones <laughs> and i'm like once again i'm not violent but like you know how you just you get these images in your head like like i would kill yeah, him no, totally, I, totally. there's no way i would do anything like that ever <laughs> yeah that's but right. you just dream of like them drowning like, like a man, slow like, drowning not, death dying from a slow drowning death i'm i'm <laughs> i'm not violent i just wait what'd you say like you just you, a slow drowning like, death <laughs> like you know oh man i was just i was just wishing the worst for them and and you can see him grasping for air underneath the water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like waterboarding them or something i don't know man you get all these ideas and sam hates these kids but here's what's interesting there's this idea in social cognition called contrast effects and think of this experiment people had to rate someone named donald and they found that if you think about the word Hitler, right before you start thinking about Donald, you rate Donald as more friendly. Now, what's weirder is that you're more likely to rate Donald as friendlier than people who weren't thinking about Hitler in the first place. So what's going on? It's the idea of contrast effects. The idea of contrast effects is that our perception is completely skewed by the contrast of two things. Imagine paying for a bike that's $100, but all the other bikes are $50. Would you really want to buy the $100 bike? Probably not, but what if 
all the other bikes were $120. Now, the $100 bike seems more reasonable. Except, I didn't change the price of the bike. It's still $100, I just changed how you thought about it. In the same way, this happens to people every day. Sam hated those kids, but what if those kids were basically the equivalent of saying the word Hitler? Because the contrast effect of those terrible kids made the old man a god. Did it make you hate that sort of environment because of how awkward it was? You know, did the bad experience make you be like, I, I don't want to be in a house with a piano ever again? Uh, no, no, I, it was, I think it was the opposite because your parents were so welcoming um, despite everything. <laughs> um, it was it was just like, oh, I really like this place. I really like the setting. I, I, I kind of like this culture. Um, but so when the dog had a seizure and then uh, her parents were welcoming despite that and uh, it seemed to kind of brush by it in their own way and still sort of take the moment to, to I guess, go forward with, with getting to know me or whatever. Um, that, mm -hmm. That's what made me like them, you know, as far as like, I, ex I half expected going into the situation even before uh, the dog seizing up that, I, that there would be like worst case scenario. They'd tell me like, get the fuck out of there essentially. Oh. Um, you know, but like you know, but that but that's the at the place I was at where I assume assume the worst, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I assume the worst about a lot of things, and so to have that completely turned on its head, like it wasn't even like oh, it was kind of a bad experience. It was like overall a good experience as far as like um, they did the opposite of what I assumed might happen. You know, what Mario is saying is that even though the dog freaked out, he might have just had a good experience if that makes any sense, because look, a lot of elements go into the scaffolding of a first impression, but a contrast effect is definitely at work here. Mario had a worst case scenario already lodged up in his head, but when the parents were actually nice to him, even when the dog seized up, that treatment contrasted against his worst case scenario. And most people think that, you know, when bad things happen, people act badly, but when they don't, you're pleasantly surprised. Because of that contrast, the worst case scenario lodged up in his head, you could probably call that his own personal Hitler. If you think of Hitler before you think of someone else, that contrast makes the other person seem like a much better person. So if contrast effects helped Mario think highly of Eliza's parents, let's finally answer this question. Why did the dog seizing up make Eliza's parents like Mario more? So it was really valuable, Mario, in so many ways. I think it, it just meant that, like, you, you're, you became the guy who, like, lived through that moment with my family, and they automatically felt sort of embarrassed and indebted to you, so it made them like you more. Bonding, in that sense? Yeah, it's like, we've all been through this shitty thing, and things were said, you know, and... <laughs> Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Yeah, so in that way, like, I think that you made the good impression next, but they were, like, primed to like you already. We love this guy. Yeah, <laughs> we, he's great. Yeah, he just stood there and he didn't make fun of us. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Did you hear what Mario said? Bonding in that sense? There's a social phenomenon that right after disaster, people recall that everyone is nicer than normal. They help more. They, there's a sense of human connection. Because in times of acute stress, it can lead to better social behavior. 
But more to the point, something bad happened. Sam's boat was wrecked. The dog freaked out. But during that time of acute stress, people kind of bonded. They got closer. And for Sam, that meant even becoming friends with someone that completely disagrees with him. But yeah, I mean, because of the way he treated me, he was definitely the coolest guy. And and it's I think that's where it makes things interesting because, you know, if you take two people, person A and person B, and they're both, you know, they, they, they both have like a dark side, right? But the one guy with the dark side, with the lesser dark side, he treats you like shit, but the guy with the really dark side is really kind to you. Like, how do you, how do you compare those two individuals and which guy will you, which person will you gravitate towards? Like, which person will you befriend? The person that you know has, is like a serial killer who's nice to you. Well, I guess that's, yeah, anyway. And then the other guy that's like, you know, maybe done. He's only killed like 80 people. He hasn't (laughs) killed like 300. (laughs) I think this leads to a bigger idea. Whether it's a contrast effect or it's a biological need to bond in times of stress, these are just two little things that we forget about when we're trying to make a good first impression. And when you're putting your best foot forward, no one is thinking about this. But the bigger idea, the idea you already know, that's the secret. Think of a contrast effect. That's just a smaller idea to the bigger idea. And the bigger idea is that the context you're in. The context changes you. The context you're in changes how people see you. It changes how you act. Are you the same person at a party than you are at a five-star hotel getting an all-expenses-paid back massage? Are you the same person in the classroom than you are in gym class? Of course you're not. We know this. We know that our context, the things, the people, the ideas around us, we know that the context changes how we think. So what if you could, you know, instead of brushing off the context, instead of forgetting about it, what if you could remember it again? What if you could improve your first impression by simply remembering the hidden side of your first impression? I love the story about how Sam met his girlfriend because it shows how you can use your context to your advantage, how you can use your context to play to your strengths. I kid you not, I met her in a coffee shop, like the local, like this, this small coffee shop in Weehawken, New Jersey. And we were never standing at the same time. Like we were never, um, I met, like she actually sat down when I was sitting and I left this coffee shop and I'd already gone to her, her details. And then the next time we saw mm-hmm. each other, I was sitting again already and she came in or something like that. Like we were never standing at the same time. And we never, you don't really notice someone's height until you're standing. Like you can tell, well, okay, that person's shorter, that person's taller, especially relative to other people. But there was no one really like, it's just the funniest thing. And then finally, when we we met up outside of the coffee shop, we, we coordinated with our phones. We noticed that like, you know, I was much taller than her. And we kind of laughed at it. We we're like, shit, like I didn't realize you were so short. And she hadn't realized that I was I was taller than her, like that much taller. And I, that, yeah, go on. And and to me, like talking about first impressions, like once again, like I don't think it would have mattered had I met her, you know, standing up from the get go. But it would have factored in. It would have been like, oh shit, like she's much shorter than I. That is a great example because I'm curious if she was like not even aware and kind of on autopilot. But if that was sort of her strategy, right? Because if she if she's shorter than the average <laughs> then then sitting in chairs makes you look not short it like it helps out that 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 
you can say disadvantage if she feels like it is, but like that is so <laughs> for the midget. Crazy. I'm just gonna get a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're trying to make a good first impression, doesn't it make sense to choose a context that makes you look good? Puts a spotlight onto your strengths. Because sometimes you can't help if a dog is going to seize in front of you. Sometimes you can't help that your boat is going to get wrecked. But you can choose the context that you're in. If you're short, you can sit in a chair. If you're fast, you can start running. If you have friends, you can bring them with you. That, yeah, that, that, is, that is so interesting because, again, I'm 6'4". My muscles are just so huge. <laughs> so, so when I'm like around people, like it definitely it emphasizes their shortness. They're all just the scared of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it emphasizes their shortness and just how little muscle they have. <laughs> In a way that it wouldn't have if they were just standing there, right? Like... You know, short person who's just standing, people will be like, oh, yeah, average height, not big deal. But then standing next to my monstrous <laughs> chest muscle. It's like, That's a thing. It's like, That's a thing. Don't pick up. Don't pick a fight with Monish until you see him standing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't pick a fight with anyone until they're standing. No, it's, it's a good point. I'm always I'm always sitting in chairs. So people <laughs> just don't, they don't see it coming. You're just, just you're just instigating shit so that they pick a fight with you. You're like, what's up, bitch? <laughs> just stand up. Just stand up. You're just eight feet tall. <laughs> totally. Um, I, I'm worried for my girlfriend whenever she's alone, just because of her petiteness. I just feel like you know, even in New York City, which which, which is Tell where we're spending most of our time. Dude. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> She'll be fine. <laughs> she just. <laughs> She's just rolling down New York City in a wheelchair. So people just don't. Everyone's like, "Watch out! She could be six three. <laughs> when you're figuring out what khakis you want to wear, uh, what jacket you want to put on, or what cologne you want to have, uh, usually you don't think about what room you're going to be in, or what place you're going to, or what venue you could go to, or what groups of people you want around you. But this is the context. This is the power of the context. And say you have a date, say you have to meet the parents, say you have to do anything. You can choose that context. For Sam, some contexts don't work for him and some contexts totally do. But not only that, it has to be like, you know, I don't like enclosed areas. I'm all about light. I'm about outdoors. And if I'm in a, if I'm in a, I like, don't like enclosed areas where someone can attack me. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm We're so big. Alone, down alone, alone. Alone. I'm so massive and capable of defending <laughs> myself. <laughs> so like, if I, like theaters, like, I, okay, I enjoy going to the movie theaters, but, but I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not as comfortable in, in this closed area, you know, than I am, you know, at home or maybe everyone's like that, but. Basically, meet me sitting down in a theater, and I'm going to be a little more on edge relative to myself sitting in like an open cafeteria with windows. And I just like lights, I like fresh air, I like yeah. And and I think that reflects in my personality. So like some person that meets me sitting in the theater is going to think like, man, this guy's kind of like, you know, he's 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 kind of a nervous person, and she, and him him or her will think he's that just I'm sweating just sweating. It's my nature, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Plus, I just I don't know how and, tall he is, so this could be a dangerous. <laughs> Thank you.
Before Eliza was a WNYC producer, she was a girl who wanted a boyfriend. But something crazy, when she wanted a boyfriend, the contrast effect was at work. Um, which meant that your opportunities for like who you're gonna date are very, very limited. And yeah. so he came in and I was like, new fish <laughs> in the pool. Like it was very exciting. Um, and he was also like a great guy. So, and that was part of what was miraculous. I was like, oh my God, this isn't like the douchebags anymore. Like I could mm, bring this guy yeah. home. He's nice. Yeah. He's not, doesn't do drugs. Like it was great. <laughs> our context powers so much of our thinking, but we barely remember that fact. And yet every day, if you're choosing where to work, what venue to go to, what friends to bring to an event, and you want to make a good first impression, thinking about those variables can change how people perceive you. And the context itself can change you. But you can change the context. Sometimes, you know, it's not going to be pretty. And sometimes, it's not fair. Sometimes dogs collapse. But sometimes, it can be a good thing. sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Tower cleared. Here we got a roll program. Moonwalk is hosted and produced by me, Monish Narajan, and co-hosted by Kevin Saji. Editing direction was by Jared Sport and Kevin Saji, and feedback was by Justine Brum. Special thanks to Eliza, Mario, and Sam for coming on the podcast. They were awesome, and Eliza Lambert is a producer over at The Takeaway. Link is in the show notes. For more of the research, go to moonwalkpodcast.com, and if you're there, sign up for the email list, where you can get exclusive updates on everything we're up to and more. Music is by Potting the Bear. This is Moonwalk. The show on how to moonwalk your life. I'm Monish, this is me, signing off.